Welcome to Both Down, episode 23, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That invades Chicago. Yep, it's Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy, a.k.a. Old Dirty Ginger, a.k.a. whatever the hell else Scott's going to call me today. And with me, as always, is Scott. Scott Prime. If you want to call yourself that. <laughs> and if you want to see what a Scott Fat Prime Finley. looks... Oh, yeah. Or Fat Finley. Yeah. Online everywhere in the world. You can go onto his Twitter and see a very disturbing picture of him as Scott Optimus Prime. <laughs> Was that really that bad? It's interesting. Is it? It's weird. <laughs> he got face painted and it did not look good. Yeah, I ran. I look like Father of the Year because like I randomly took my kids to McDonald's and they thought I was like they were getting like a big surprise because the guy dressed up like Green Lantern was face painting and doing uh, animal balloons for free. <laughs> and really, it was were all, all the beca- balloons green. No, they are oh, all different color. Lame. But he was like uh, he was from England, so he had his accent, so he made it automatically nicer. I guess it's true. And um, so the kids just thought, like, man, Dad is the coolest thing ever. And what they really don't know is Dad was really lazy. They didn't want to fix food. <laughs> you didn't know about any of the other stuff. I had no clue. But okay. I, I look like Super Dad. Then they got my uh, oldest daughter got, like, Red Hawk. She thought it was, like, a real hero. But it looked more like a Hawkman. But it was red. So I think he was, like, his version of, since we here in Oklahoma City have the minor league baseball team, the Red Hawks. I think okay. it was his Hawkman version. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So he, she was Red Hawk, and my uh, other daughter was uh, Spider-Girl. But instead of the traditional Spider-Man colors, it was uh, pink. Yeah. And then I asked them to pick. They said they wanted to do a face painting of me. And I was like, you know, no, no. I don't <laughs> think he'll let you do that. And then <laughs> the guy was painting their faces and he goes you guys want to do paint dad's face too and of course they're like yeah <laughs> and they really picked out optimus they picked out blue robot yeah <laughs> and they did it without me you know pressure him or anything huh. they had a skull picked out and then they saw the robot they go no you need to look like this <laughs> and i was like that's pretty ironic <laughs> uh, daddy's cold and heartless like a robot <laughs> is that what it is i think so Great. Yeah. So how you been doing, man? Oh, pretty good. Um, Blood Bowl-wise, I think they might have done an update on Cyanide. Really? I played a game recently and didn't hate it. Really? I know. Shocking. So are you satisfied with the dice? I was. The virtual dice? I mean, it was a pretty even game anyways. Like, there was Mm -hmm. a little bit of inducements on the other player's side, but not much. And... Maybe that helped because I think when there there's more inducements, then the dice get a little bit wonkier. But they seemed good. I didn't have any crazy, stupid luck, you know. So did you win? Yeah, I actually did. Oh, okay, that's that helped. That, that yeah. helped it feel better. Yeah, right? absolutely. But he didn't get boned either. I mean, he had some bad luck, but he was you know dodging. And so it, it was a nice upgrade because you won. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm just but the dice also seemed more realistic. I gotcha. And the graphics seemed a little bit better. There was a pitch that neither one of us had seen Did before. Did they do some type of upgrade? I don't know. Okay. Could just be talking out my butt, but I don't know. Talking out your butt? Yeah. Uh, speaking of cyanide, we have a new podcast around. We do. Oh, we're going to do this now instead of shout outs? Would we be shouting them out for some reason? 
Well, no, we'll just say, like, welcome to the block, kids. All right. Well, so, I, I'm assuming they're younger than me, so I can call them kids. That's possible. Yeah. So it's Xander and Uriel, and they're from Finland and Canada. Canada somewhere. Yeah. I wanted to say French Canada, but. French uh, Canada. French Canada. French yeah. Canadian. Those Quebecers. Uh, they have a new podcast, yeah, where it, it specializes in Blood Bowl from the point of view of we don't have the tabletop, we just play cyanide. Mm-hmm. It's actually really interesting. They've done a couple of team breakdowns and stuff. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, there's two episodes out. It, it would probably be more interesting to me if I had cyanide. Yeah. But one day one day I'm going to upgrade my <laughs> old rustic computer and I'm going to you know, need all the advice and help I can. But, yeah, they do team breakdowns team breakdowns in a from a different totally different perspective than i've heard so far. i think so but yeah they're orca cola orca cola podcast, podcast i yeah. think which is based off the orca cola league on cyanide right the biggest online league in the world i guess i think so there's a whole bunch of coaches a whole bunch of divisions you win your division you go up to the next division you lose your yeah. very bottom of your division you go down so it's, it's uh, like a tiered system mm-hmm and they don't Sounds run it, cool. but they're actually in it. So, oh, they don't. I, I don't guess think, they don't run it. I don't think so. Anyways, but yeah, they're. It's a nice new addition, at least. So now we have four Blood Bowl podcasts. So get out there, support them, because hopefully it just grows the product. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me, Blood Bowl wise. Anything for you this couple weeks? Because I know it's only been a couple weeks since we put out a podcast. We're putting out a special episode because. Well, this is going to be early, yeah, because we want you guys to listen to this as you travel to Chaos Cup. And for those that Hopefully. don't go to Chaos Cup, it's going to make you go like, man, I should have gone to Chaos Cup. Well, also, we know that the last couple episodes have been very tournament heavy, and the next episode is going to be very tournament heavy. So we figured we'd give you a nice little fluff surprise. Well, most likely, I figured that we're going to do, a once again, a Chaos Cup special. More than likely, yeah. Where we just talk about... Our uh, travels and uh, our journey and our rounds at Chaos Cup only. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we thought we'd get some some fluff things back in, even though they might be kind of Chaos Cup based. A little bit. So, But still fluff. I've been doing a lot of painting. Oh, yeah. For Chaos Cup, because I waited to the last second, even though I started six months ago. Well, I started a year ago. Right. I knew a year ago what I wanted to take to Chaos Cup. Yes, you did. And I got nothing painted. Nothing. Steve is blessed. I'm horrible. With the fact that his buddy, Brian Hill, in our league, had a lizard man team painted, and he left it over at Steve's house so he could um, spray finish them or whatever you want to call it, seal them. Yeah. And they sat here and sat here for months, and that just gave Steve the big old fat excuse to go, eh, that team's already I'll done. I'll just take that one. It's already painted. It's already painted. It's ready. I tried to do mine, sort of. We had a tornado. Uh-huh. I had <laughs> problems getting them uh, based uh-huh. and primed. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I've been dealing with crap with my dad. Your new nickname's the Executioner. <laughs> the Executioner. The Executioner. I like that. You got a lot of excuses. I'm the there, worst but... X-Men ever. <laughs> Come on, Executioner. We got to go take down Magneto. Dude, I, I tried. I had a tornado. My friends. No, it... look. Just put. We have to go take down Magneto. He's attacking right now. Look, look, man. Uh, I was going to do that, but my alarm clock didn't go off today. <laughs> so I just can't do it. Fine. We'll take Beast. No, well, 
<laughs> I forgot to wake up Beast. <laughs> it's not my fault, though. I was up playing Cyanide Blood Bowl. I love this character. <laughs> and the server went down, so I had to wait for my game. <laughs> no, I've been doing painting, and while I'm happy with the result, until we show up at Chaos Cup, when I see everybody else's, yeah. they're going to pull out their figures and go, oh, I didn't do a very good job, and I'm going to punch them in the face. Uh, I like what I've done. I think it looks but, really good. Um, I still have four more figures to come back and do because you know, yeah. my full team's not painted. So I believe in like painting the whole full team just in case one day you decide to have. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Even though I know I don't need most of those figures. So, anyways. No games or anything? Just painting? Um, I'm trying to think if I have played any games. Have I? Oh! Uh, I re- I think it was uh, six months ago or so, somebody either tweeted us or emailed us or had a question for us, like if we ever expand our, our home league. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked if we ever have other people, outside people, join our league, and I always said no, no, because it's a really close-knit group of friends and stuff. Well, I'd like the world <laughs> to know that not just one... But two people from outside of our normal group of friends will become our normal group of friends because I've invited them to join our league. Yeah. And we are going into the the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, season number seven, 25-15, with the most teams we've ever had, which is going to be 16. It's impressive. So, and that's with some people taking two teams, some people taking one team, and we even have one guy sitting out. So it would have been 18 teams, but he's sitting out. He just had his uh, baby girl born. That's Brian Hill as well. Yeah. Congratulations to him and Heather and uh, their daughter, Abby. So, or Abigail, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, they're calling it both. They call it Abby. Okay. I didn't want to confuse it with England Abbey. So. Oh, okay. But I guess they couldn't have had England Abbey because she's older. So, anyway. She's in England. And she's in England. You never know, dude. You read, com- you read comics, you kind of believe that almost anything could happen. <laughs> like, they could have had her, you know, like, and then Abbey was sent back in time or into the future to grow old. So, again, back to X Men. Yeah, it's Nate okay. Summers, yeah. Nathaniel Summers. Anyways, so uh, we, we have one of the biggest leagues that we're ever going to have, and we are contemplating actually extending playoffs now and have like even like an extra couple slots for like wild card games and stuff. Yeah. So more details on that, and after the season is complete, which won't happen until like next March or so, I want to have Leland and John on because their guys coming in for the first time ever playing a blood bowl league where it's random skills, and yeah. I really want real feedback from them. Like, no, man, this really freaking sucks or yeah because aside from you everybody else in the league had never played before so this is just what we're used to exactly yeah and these guys are not used to that so i really i'm really can't wait to hear feedback and interview those guys should be interesting but yeah so i did play a game against uh leland had an orc team and um against my uh was it my yeah it was my chaos team Mm -hmm. and he right from the beginning he said oh i hate playing chaos and his reasonings didn't sound like valid. It just sounded like bad luck, and then bad luck happened. My claw <laughs> guy just ripped his black orc blockers, and I, I rolled him. But you got two I'll, of them out of the way in the first two turns, right? Yes, it felt like I was playing against myself in a tournament because turn one I knocked out a black orc blocker with a casualty. Turn two, same thing, and then once you have numbers on them, yeah, you know how that goes. So, anyways, yeah. So I actually won my last game three nothing. So that's good. I'm looking forward to playing some games at Chaos Cup. Yeah. And uh, hopefully have good luck there. 
because I haven't really played any practice games. I, I haven't I, played anything at all. I heard Three Die Block talking on their podcast about how we're going to playtest some games, and it's just like playtesting Blood Bowl just doesn't resonate inside my head. Like it's a good idea. <laughs> I know it's stupid to everybody out there. It's stupid, yes. But we just yeah, we don't care that much to do well. I guess. That's bull crap. I'm going <laughs> to be really furious when I lose some games. I guess my problem is is we have such a, a small group of guys mm-hmm. that I know how Alan's going to play. Yeah. No matter what team. I know how you're going to play, probably almost with any team. Mm-hmm. So if we play test each other, we already kind of know our play styles. Therefore, if you told me, like, hey, we're going to have a play test group with random people yeah then that might help be helpful but at least it familiar familiarizes you with your team i i totally agree with that and you know we're taking michael uh, lewis with us and yep i'm gonna talk him into playing a game friday night whether he knows it or not cool just so i can get right you know get that those jitters out of the way and we might have time on thursday yeah we might so do you want to talk about that now I guess we might Let's as well just throw it all right here in the front. Every th- we're going to front load this podcast. That's right. Thursday night, we are actually going to start. We're going to take some demos for uh, Dreadball because we've not yet played it. Dreadball, so the in, future. In, instead of a big group of us getting together and going out for pizza, which would be fun like <coughs> last year, but it's the first game of the NFL season, so we're thinking we probably don't want to do that. Plus, we want to just kind of... We don't know what time we're going to get in. We kind of want to relax, so... I figure, in theory, if we get in, Mm -hmm. we can go grab, like, some cheaper fast food or something, Mm -hmm. and whoever wants to hang with us, you know, grab us in the hall, let's go, you know. Go with us, we'll all come back, and we'll hang out in that area where they played games last year. Yeah. And we'll learn some Dreadball with everybody. Yeah, because we want to learn how to play Dreadball. I've had it since December. I figured it's time to learn. And as much as I hate to say this because this is a Blood Bowl podcast, there's been now enough Dreadball talk by everybody I know who's played it who says they really like it. And I've watched many of the videos and... I think it's the game designer that has the raspy voice, and he gets so excited about playing Dreadball, and that guy kind of sometimes annoys me. Because, anyways, I'll I'll move on from that. But anyways, the game must be fairly good, and if everybody thinks it's pretty decent, I want to at least learn it and be able to judge it myself. Okay. So this is a great opportunity to yeah, we're all going to be there. We're, you know, we're there to have fun with other people playing games, so why not Dreadball? So, uh, what's his, Mike Bell's doing it, right? Yeah, Junkie Studios, Mike Bell. Mike Bell from Junkie Studios Thursday night's going to demo Dreadball games all night and stuff. And I think he's even going to have product there in case you yeah, want to so. purchase, like you fall in love with it and want to purchase it. So, and um, Extreme is running a Dreadball tournament the next day. So, if you come out there and you actually like it, pick you up a team uh, i know they said mike bell's gonna have the stuff there so you can actually yeah. assemble your team then you can go play the next day so that's cool it should be fun hanging out with everybody i'm sure yeah jonas and everybody from europe and stuff will already be in town so we get to hang out and tease them and exactly anything else anything else i think that more than covers everything i think we're done with this podcast steve i don't think so i think it's just the beginning all right so um we're gonna have the, this podcast and uh Three segments? Isn't that what the other podcast says? Yes, so don't do that. Okay, so we're, we're they not... They can copy us, we don't copy them. Okay. So, 
Wow. Just kidding. You know, we can totally copy them. We can? Okay. So uh, we're going to talk, first segment, we're going to talk about some, uh, we're going to try to uh, do the secret weapon thing that we were going to talk about last time. we got interrupted by last time? Yeah, Wilhelm Cheney. That was was really funny, by the way. We're not actually going to talk about the Chaos Seesaw, are we? No, we're not. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take parts of the secret weapons, and we're, first we're gonna go with something familiar, and we're gonna talk about chainsaws. Scott wants to rant, rant about chainsaws. No, I just want to. I want everybody <laughs> to know where they where they've gone or where they used okay. to be. So we're gonna talk about chainsaws first uh, and how they used to be. Okay. And then the next segment, we're going to actually talk about like the fluff and the thoughts behind our teams that we're taking the Chaos Cup. Okay. Because at least for me. Being on a Blood Bowl podcast of fluff, and actually Steve did too. Steve put a lot of thought in his as well. Um, we just don't play a team usually. We just don't say, hey, this is my goblin team and go yeah. with it. We usually kind of put a story behind it. And so we kind of want to tell everybody out there in case they're uh, struggling or looking for ideas for their own teams. Yeah. Um, and then in the final segment, we're going to talk about some Chaos Cup and then the fact of like the actual fluff behind it. The fluff behind it, kind of some of the first things they've. You know, the stuff that's kind of written in the books, we'll just kind of talk over that. Because you kind of overlook that stuff after mm-hmm. you play Blood Bowl so long. And when it's not right out of the box, you know you know how we show new people yeah. Blood Bowl. We don't say, hey, go look and read all this history. So mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to re-touch uh, up on that. So And people were kind of curious as to why we thought Chaos Cup was such a big deal, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a major for a reason. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Ooh, bless you. Thank you. We'll just leave that in. See how I did that? We'll leave your sneeze in. So anytime you cough, you put a finger up and you back away from the microphone, and I be quiet. I, I, I like, be quiet. I be quiet. That's that's my rap name. It's very but culture no, of you. I need to sneeze, and I back away from the microphone, put a finger up, and you just keep talking. Well, I think it's important to get some Kilowaggy sneezes in there. One of us is a professional. Oh, one of us is. One just of saying. us isn't. One of us is also a virgin. I don't think either one of us is. <laughs> Wrong podcast again. <laughs> wow! All I'm right. not saying which one. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tease. Hey, Johnny. we have four. <laughs> don't tease Johnny Extreme that way. <laughs> Anyways, okay. let's go. Let's uh, take a little break. Let's head off to our segments and um, thank you for listening to both of us. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. All right, welcome back. In this segment, we're going to talk about the chainsaw of Blood Bowl. What type of chainsaw? Well, what brand? What brand? Yeah. Uh, steel. That's like a real brand. Isn't it, it is. But we could spell it different. S-T-E-A-L. Ah. And goblins can make it. Oh, so they can steal things. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> How's make, that? No, not that good. Oh, okay. So um, I know this sounds like uh, people are going, like, who gives a crap? It's just a chainsaw. We know how that works. You roll a D6. You hope you don't roll a one for a kickback and you do an armor roll. Well, that's mm-hmm. not how chainsaws used to be, Steve. Uh, I did not know that. You really didn't? Or you just uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. 
I only know the new rules. That's that's how I've known them since the beginning. Okay, so we're looking at the companion book mm-hmm. from way back when in second edition. <clears throat> and if there was chainsaws in first edition Blood Bowl, I do not know. I truly doubt it since this seemed like a new concept at the time. I don't remember seeing any miniatures with them. Yeah. Or, so, a or cardboard, cardboard pieces. cutouts. I don't remember. So uh, these were these were called uh, the chainsaw wielding loonies. Um, so we always at least had a lot of fun in making up so and so the loon mm-hmm. to indicate that this guy was holding a chainsaw. And basically, all you did is you were allowed by the rule book to have up to two guys with chainsaws on your team. Okay? On any team? Or just... on, a, on any team? Oh wow! According to the rules, and you know, I've read through this, and I. The loophole is still there. I mean, you know, now it seems like chaos teams have it or the goblins have it. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was like you could put this on anybody. And um, in our league, uh, we had a guy who was playing halflings and trying to make halflings work. So, of course, we were younger, and uh, we justified why ogres were okay to be on a halfling team because it just re- – Back then, big guys just replaced players on a two-to-one basis. Yeah. And ogres in the the book were called neutral. And so we figured okay. that good players could play with neutral. So we had a halfling team. The Greenfield Grasshuggers had two ogres on it, and they also had two chainsaw loonies. Nice. Um, the most famous of the chainsaw loonies, especially halfling style, was Terrence the Loon in our league. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me tell you why... How the chainsaws used to work. All right. Everything was back then was kind of based on you threw two, two D6s. There was no blocking dice. Okay. So even when you made a block, you like compared strength to strength. Now, first off, how did you get them on your team? Did you just buy them? The, or do you not know? According to this, and this is how I remember, this is before the money stuff actually hit Blood Bowl. You didn't have to buy players. You just had players. Oh, really? You got to remember, we got the Star Player book first, okay, and then we got this book later. And I don't even here. Let me move my mic real quick here. And thumbing through the book, it doesn't even talk about you know like buying them or anything. Okay, uh, there was a secret weapon like official table. Like if you could sneak them on, it was like fifty yeah. fifty chance that the ref would like just kind of let it go, mm-hmm. or if you'd catch it before you tried to wheel whatever weapon it was out there. So. Uh, <clears throat> Back in that edition, you threw blocks and you checked this like uh, chart, two, two to twelve. You know, so like two, three, four. I think it was if you threw a block, you were down. Five, six. Uh, anyways, like seven and eight were standstill. Both players stood there and looked at each other, kind of yeah. like both down. And then like nine and up was somebody got you know you knocked the other guy down. Okay. Same concept. You rolled uh, the dice for armor and then a dice for injury, all based off the 12, you know, 2 through 12, 2 through yeah. 6s. The chainsaws uh, actually went off agility. And in that edition, agility you would use to tackle somebody. So while it was a more violent game, if you were dwarves and you had agility 2 on all your players and you played a halfling team, that had a halfling catcher that had five agility, you would take the two the, the dwarf agility minus the halfling agility. Right. So that's minus, minus three. three, 
and then you'd roll the dice and minus three from those dice. So it was very hard oh, okay. to tackle with dwarves back then. So like if you did the 2d6 and you came up with a nine, it'd actually be a six. Correct. So instead of taking him down like normal, you would be... At a standstill where you look pushing, at each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So it was very... <laughs> that, that version of the game was not very perfect because ideally like... Halfling catchers really came with five agility. Yeah. They were amazing. Jeez. Uh, so it was a different game. You hit each other with strength. You tackled each other with agility. Mm-hmm. Um, chainsaws work this, were based off agility. So it didn't take us long to realize, <laughs> give this to a human lineman with three agility or give it to a the halfling, halfling lineman. Well, yeah, I think it had to be a, a lineman position if i remember correctly but they had four agility the linemen did Mm -hmm. so think about treeman back then yeah had two agility versus a halfling catcher or i mean a halfling lineman with a chainsaw so you automatically got plus two on this chart and halflings versus dwarves the same thing because most dwarves agility was uh the two at the time. So halfling catch or halfling. I want to keep saying halfling catchers, halfling linemen with these chainsaws almost all the time got a plus two in the right situations because they'd go after large monsters. So would the chainsaw give you plus you two? get, you get plus two to this chart and I'm about to read this chart off for you. There's a, there was a chart called the chainsaw wielding loony table. Okay. And you roll two D six. Okay. So hold on. I'm confusing you. I think I got it. In rolling for the chainsaw, mm-hmm. you rolled and then you added the difference in agility, right? That's correct. Okay. And then you looked at your chart. That's correct. Okay. It's not like tackling where you compare it or anything. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So, like, let's say my human mm-hmm. lineman with a chainsaw was attacking a, a dwarf blocker at that time. Yeah. Which would be dwarf blocker has two agility, the human lineman have three. Right. So the human so linemen they get, get plus, plus one. one automatically. Right. And then they get plus two for having a chainsaw. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Okay. So here's the first chart you, you'd roll. You roll. I gotcha. You roll your 2d6. Um, four or less. Uh, the loony swings the chainsaw ra- rather. Uh, uh, he misses the target. Roll for scatter. So the chainsaw goes flying through the air. If there's a player in the uh, the square that it's indicated, he's been hit by the loony's wild slash. <laughs> okay, five to eight was curses. The chainsaw missed. Nine through eleven was choppy choppy. The chainsaw hit the target, and then twelve or more. Back then, you would add the die. What if you had a plus three? You would just add that. So if you yeah. rolled uh, a ten, that became a thirteen. So twelve or more was buzz chop thunk. The head of the target is neatly sliced off. That's it. Your guy's dead. You don't get to check armor. You don't get to anything. Okay, so if you've got a halfling lineman with a chainsaw. Four agility. Four agility. Going up against a dwarf lineman with two agility. You roll a 10. Now you have a 12. And he's just straight up dead. His head's off. Wow. That quick. Wow. That quick. So even if you roll a seven and you get choppy choppy, because seven plus two is nine. Yeah. Uh, then you roll the armor roll at a minus two. So okay. if my armor is eleven, it now becomes a nine. So you just had to roll a nine to break it. Right. Okay. Okay. 
And then you plus two on the injury. And back then, the wow. injuries were the same ways where you roll two D6s and you had a stun box, a KO box, and a casualty box. Okay. So you can see how And back were- then, did anything above a 12 was dead? Yes. Okay. 12 or, 12 or more was dead. So if you rolled a 10 on the injury plus the two. Dead. And they're dead. Dead. Dang. So my dwarf team and anybody with like a, a troll or a ogre blocker. Because they'd have a, ones? Well, no, no, they had twos. Okay. But still, you don't want to give anybody pluses when that's. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like now. <clears throat> now, you think. Where'd they get the kickback from? The kickback happened after you uh, you after you hit the guy. Mm-hmm. You roll a, a d6, and on a one or two, the kickback was actually like, it says here, uh, the chainsaw catches on the piece of the victim's armor or bone, gets stuck, and then kicks back, hitting the loony. A loony struck by his own chainsaw must make an armor roll and injury rolls just to, just like another player. So That makes more sense, though. Because so, when you're starting a chainsaw, the only way you can hurt yourself without putting it to something is if you're really stupid. Yeah. So that makes more sense in the old way, but I guess now it's more leveling the play field. Right. So, yeah, chainsaws were like, oh, my gosh. Especially Sounds with, vicious. Especially with the right team. It was like, oh, my God. And you just you'd try to hit them and hurt them before they could hit, hit yeah. and hurt you. Now, did, was there anything to if you blocked against a guy with a chainsaw and they went down? Or uh, not that I remember. You just rolled armor and stuff like normal, from what I remember. Okay. Um, and looking here at the rules, uh, yeah, I don't see anything like if you knock the guy down, it's more armor or anything like hmm. that. Um, decapitation, and I'm just going to read this because I think it's funny. Okay, a buzz chop thunk result decapitates the target. Understandably, this is fatal. <laughs> Remove the playing piece from the pitch and place the severed head counter provided in the pullout section at the end of this book <laughs> in a square where the the player was. Then roll for scatter to see where the head ends up. <clears throat> the head may be picked up and thrown like a football. If the loony team can, the loonies team can get the head back to the dugout, it scores a large, a huge moral victory and is entitled to a team reroll as a reward. Wow. The only way an opposing team can stop this is to get the head back in their own dugout first. The team gets the head into the its dugout by getting one of its players who is holding the head uh, into the square to the substitute in, entry zone. Back then, it was kind of like hockey. You had like a way to get on the field and off the field. So, right. In case people don't know, if you got a guy hurt, immediately you could run another guy out of the, the end zone, mm-hmm. or the dugout to put him back on the field up to 11 players. So, hmm. so you guys think chainsaws suck now? They, No, they don't. <laughs> there would never have been cool Flint Churnblade. I mean, like, that guy came from second edition, but you saw his star player stats and stuff, and you were like, I'd just rather have a halfling, mm-hmm. Chainsaw Looney. And Terrence the Loon was like the guy that never could die, and he was a halfling. And I was stupid enough just to, I'll just name him Terrence, because there was a kid at school named Terrence who I thought looked kind of like a halfling. <laughs> and I regretted that, because that guy just destroyed people. Hmm. So Chainsaws really sucked. I like the were, decapitated head, though. I knew you would like that. That's cool. There was something to be said about a quick death because it made a lot of sense. Yeah. So, like, when we started playing again, 
I don't, I've always had deep down a little problem with chainsaws not being powerful enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're still powerful. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want hack and slash to go hit any of my guys or nothing with the plus three and stuff, but it never felt powerful enough. So this is why, because these things used to be just deadly. Yeah. I think a lot of the drawbacks to chainsaw now, the, the kickback, not so much. I mean, it's one out of six. It's I if somebody hits that. you and then you have to roll yeah. down. Or, you don't have a lot of strength, so people are going to hit you, and then you're going to hurt yourself pretty easily. Because you have seven or eight armor, they just need a five or a six, and you're good. Right. You now, know? this is probably where the no hands thing came. It even says in these rules that they're not allowed to pick up the ball or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, oh, yeah, it takes two hands to wield a chainsaw. Obviously so. Right. So, anyways... If you didn't know before, now you know where the, how bad chainsaws used to be. So be happy. Or how awesome they used to be. Or how awesome they used to be. You like the decapitated head rule, huh? That's pretty funny. <laughs> Just take it off and get a reroll. I, I figured you would like that. That seems very goblinish. It does. I was almost thinking you could just score with it. Well. But then that'd be too chaotic. I guess in the right league, if that's what your rules were. But yeah. I don't know how. I mean, how many times have you seen a, a death by chainsaw since you played? Probably a couple times, but not recently. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I know I haven't been We don't see them yet. as much now that they raise the price on everybody. That's true. The last edition, what was it, five, I guess? Yeah. They were cheap. And people were inducing them left and right. That's true. But now where they added like 30000 to everybody, it's it's the right price because we don't do it as much. I think the last time I had a chainsaw guy, he was in for one play, got hit, and casualty himself. I was like, well, there goes 100000 Yeah, that's usually how it works. So, Anything else about chainsaws? No. I, you know, a lot of the... Really going to make fun of me? I have a real problem. I know. It's me. <laughs> it is you. <laughs> uh, I actually like, and as we go over these, because we're, we're just going to do this every uh, podcast until we're done with these. <laughs> we're going to we'll do over, it when we need something to do. No, we're going to go over one weapon until we're all done with all of these. We're going to do over the pogo sticks of doom and the grenades and everything else. Okay. But what I like about these is they didn't have a, a assigned position. So, like I said, if you wanted it, to take a chance with a chainsaw guy on a human team mm-hmm. or wherever you could. Now, the game was a lot more violent back then. Yeah. And it's really, like, chaotic stupid that everybody will find out when we talk about the chaos seesaw, <laughs> <laughs> which I have played with. So I, I do have experiences from that, too. So We've been teasing that for, like, a year now. I know. We're just going to keep it going. That's why I was like, we're just going to break these weapons down one by one, and we'll eventually get to the chaos seesaw. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Anything else? Uh, not for me. All right. This is all you, man. It's You're like, the fluff guy. I'm the fluff guy. So if you see me in Chicago, you just come over and say, hey, fluff guy. Just call him Fluffer. Really? Fluffer Nutter. Fluffer Nutter. That's a, that's a stupid name. Okay, so we're done with this segment, apparently. All right. We'll be back. And now back to Steven Scott. There you go. 
And welcome back. This segment, we're going to talk about our teams that we're taking to Chaos Cup. Yeah! Chaos Cup. Chaos Cup! Chicago. Chicago. So you want to go first or you want me? I don't care. What do you want to do? Hey, I'll go first. So, this year's Chaos Cup is brought to us by Slaneshly's Crunch, which is a parody of Nestle's Crunch, obviously. And I can't say that. Slaneshly's? Yeah. I could until you told me. Said that. Well, see, you can't say it either. Slaneshlies. Okay. So, I thought it'd be interesting if that's Slanesh's candy bar, and Crunch has a competing candy bar, at least at Halloween. I guess these used to be full-size bars, but now they only come out in those miniature packs. What's that? The Hershey's Crackle. Yeah. You know? Which I always liked better than the Nestle Crunch. Really? Yeah. I think I did too, but I don't. I couldn't tell you that it tastes better. I just, I just thought like it was the, cooler package with red. Yeah, that's probably a lot of it. But yes, they used to be full size. I'm I don't remember them remember being that. full yeah. size, but I remember I know, I know the miniatures. So I thought it'd be fun to do an anti Slaneshly's crunch team. So I made a corn-based <laughs> sort of Heresy's crackle. Okay. So like they're going after the heretics. And they you. want to crack your armor. Right. And their mascot's the giant alligator. <laughs> it's a, who's awesome looking. It's a crazy alligator who's eating a, a heresy's bar that says crackle underneath it. It is an alligator that is red. I posted it on Facebook. So go to Facebook and like us on Facebook. The logo is really cool. It looks like a Jack Kirby-esque de- devil dinosaur alligator. Yes. It and really does. It looks pretty awesome. So I'll give you credit for that. And I like your idea. I got to admit, when he told me this idea of this corn-based lizard man team, I thought it was just a stupid excuse. And it kind of is. It is. But so is, like, most fluff ideas is, like, a reason for you to do whatever. Mm -hmm. And I will say that. But I I actually like it more and more. This team, part of the reason I didn't get stuff painted is because of the name. And I'll kind of explain this. I looked at the Lizardman team, because I have a GW Lizardman team. I've been wanting them for a while. And I looked at the models. And they have, like, very light armor on, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like the little chest plate and thing. Right. And I started looking at it. And to me, it kind of reminded me of, like, aprons. Like, not really armor, but more just cloth that they're wearing oh the sources yeah oh definitely yeah they look like aprons yeah so then i thought oh wait a minute they could be working in a candy company making candy bars and then like they lost their job or something and decided to go out and play blood bowl so i was thinking to myself oh i should paint the the sources red for corn and then just do like a a bright white confectioner's apron or whatever and then maybe put some chocolate in. It, i had too many ideas and it stalled my brain you also it, have too many lizard man teams so you have all those options yeah so because you really were gonna paint these guys like red and everything mm-hmm. right because you have how many lizard man teams you have three now well i have the gw i have the plastic impact ones and then i have some plastic um, I thought you had two of the impact ones. I thought you had the saltwater ones and the 
normal looking ones. Well, I, I have all the pieces. Oh, okay. Which includes different types, but Oh, okay. I thought those were two different teams. No, it's the same team. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They can be broken into two separate teams, but okay. I just have all the pieces. I got gotcha. you. So th- that was part of my reason for not painting them because I, in my head it sounded cool, but then I thought to myself, do I really want to paint this just to sort of match a theme for one game, you know, one tournament? Because I'm not type, I'm not the type of person that has a thousand teams, and I want to just paint one for every tournament. Kent, you know, some other people Kent are like that. Me, but me, me and Kent Kent Raffrey, <laughs> we were uh, texting Raffrey. Um, did I not say that right? The first said Raffrey. Oh, I'm sorry. Kent Raffrey from Austin, Texas, and I'll, I'll tell his address in the closing credits. Okay. Um, we were texting back and forth, and he was kind of like talking about, I don't know, kind of, I got the sense that it's kind of like um, daunting of a task to come up with a new team and a new theme. I mean, because he customizes every team that yeah, he makes. he's crazy. Because he has a lot he's of teams. awesome, but. Right. And so he, I could tell that it was probably wearing down on him and stuff. Yeah. But, but he's like, it's really hard to actually do this. And he goes, and so far I've done it in every tournament I've gone to. Jeez. And I was like, I knew he did it with most of them because mm-hmm. I've been at most of the tournaments he's been at. But I didn't know he did it with every one of them. So that's like a big credit to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, so that was part of my problem is I started looking at it. And then that started making me question if I should do the theme. That started making me question if I should paint them that way. And I decided to keep with the theme. But then I just ended up not painting and yeah, a lot of problems on my end, but you know, ultimately I'm happy with it as a theme. The executioner. I can't say it. Can I? I can't even say my joke. Executioner. Executioner. Jeez. Wow. Well, I made a good joke. It's just, I can't say it. Yeah. So that's my team. Um, if you care, I'm taking pro on the Crocs block on four Sorai and mighty blow on two Sorai. Just it's one of those things I'm wanted a simple roster that I don't have to think too much about. Because the more simple it is for me, the better I play, and the less I have to worry. And if I lose or win, I'm going to have a good time. I think you're right. I think you'll actually do good. And uh, my, I named all my guys so, after uh, Hershey's candies. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw a number out there. I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Okay. They might play you. And okay. They might get some enjoyment. But I'm going to throw a number out there. First off, how many sources? Are you taking all of them? Yeah. Or Sorai? I took the Crocs, six Sorai, and five Skinks. Five Skinks. So I've got 12 players. 12 players. Two rerolls? Only one reroll. One reroll. Okay. So uh, they're all named after... Which, yes, that one reroll will suck. But I get to play with the Crocs. Well, and I gave them Pro, so that's a lot of rerolls there. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably use it every turn. <laughs> probably. So give me uh, give me your Crocs. Number, is it number one? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, as it is spelled, Wa-cha-ma-call-et. <laughs> whatchamacallit. The whatchamacallit, yeah. Okay. Give me number... But they're all spelled out like Aztec-y. Okay. Give me number nine. Is he a skink? Better chuck it's Buttercups. Oh, okay. Buttercup. Yeah, he's a skink. He's a skink. Buttercup, the skink. Oh, my God. 
He's my little buttercup. He's got the cutest smile. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's in your head now, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) It's the three amigos, isn't it? No, you just gave me an idea that would annoy players that uh, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, Give me number five, and then we'll let it be. Unless you want to talk more about your names. Mounds. 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 Nice. He's got big jugs. Uh, he's a candy bar. Would it be wrong? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but yes. Okay. Have you been to the toy aisle lately? Do you know they have, like, this My Little Pony, like... Oh, toy aisle, yeah. They have, like, these My Little Pony things where you can... It's a random figure. It's, like, three bucks. It's, like, a small little, like, almost like a Lego like size a guy. Like a blind bag thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, have you seen those? I've heard about them, yeah. I wonder if it's possible to get, like, enough of those to put them on a base and get enough of the unicorn ones, and they could be your beastmen on a team. And then you could get some other things for the Chaos Warriors. And then how annoying would that be, people playing against ponies? So, well, I can't do that. I, I would like to do this for my league. You would do Pegasus as the... As the Chaos as Warriors. As the Chaos Warriors. And then all the unicorns. Unicorn. as the Beastmen. Uh-huh. And uh, Alicorn as the, the Minotaur. Alicorns are combination unicorn and Pegasus. Is that new, though? I've Googled that, and you can't find a lot of stuff on Alicorns. I don't think it's a new... Con- it's not a new concept, but it might be a new... It's gaining more prominence. Okay. Is it based off of some book thing, or... I think it's based off old myths. Okay. But I'm not positive. Well, because... My little pony talk. Well, here's a little confession. Um, When back... I know this is going way off topic. Uh, Back when we played second edition, there's a team called the Everbold Unicorns. Right. Okay. And uh, I really believe, and I believed at the time, that they were elves. Uh, The guys that I played with didn't think they were elves. And remember the unicorn guy, the villain from Marvel Comics... The yeah. unicorn, yeah. He's called Unicorn, yeah. And he had that kind of like um, silhouette of a unicorn on his chest. It, it looked really cool, even yeah. though he looks like a dumb character overall. Uh, so when we used to draw our Blood Bowl Illustrated covers and stuff, that's where Sears Mayfeather came from. And so we fell in love with Sears Mayfeather, the human, because we thought that they thought that was a human team. So I got outvoted. Okay. And they, of course, they had these Blood Bowl uniforms, but they had the uni- they had a horn on their helmets, and we just <laughs> thought that was really cool. And they had the silhouette on the side of their helmets and on their jersey of that unicorn, just huh. like from the Marvel comics. Yeah. Thing. It looked really well on like a concept for a comic or Blood Bowl or anything else. That's cool. So I've always loved, even though I never played them in our league, it was actually uh, my buddy Gary's team. I've always loved the Everbold Unicorns. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing out there much about them except other people agree that they're probably elves. So, and there's like one did you know. When I play, I might not make up my own pro elf team when I have one. I might bring back the Everbold Unicorns, or give them some type of city. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Everfree? Well, you know, the what's the big island? I can't really say it. Yulfarian or whatever, the big sure. island continent that's yeah. elves. And I know I just bastardized saying that. But it's, if you look on the Warhammer maps, it's the big island where all the high elves and stuff live. I was thinking, like, Yulfarian United, and then, like, their mascot is the unicorn, so it's still a play off the Everbold Unicorns. That'd be cool. 
because uh, I have a pro elf team that I recently bought before GW shut down or sold out of everything blood bowl. And I also found a unicorn miniature from Reaper. It's one of those plastic unicorn miniatures. So I didn't know if I was going to make them the ever bold (laughs) alicorns is where I was doing my research or if I want to stick with unicorns or what, but you could get a whole bunch of Norse linemen or the Norse berserkers that have the horn, the horn, and you, you know, put those <coughs> heads on them. That'd be awesome. I hate that model so much. I love... I, sh- I cut off that horn and shaved oh it down, God, and it, it looks so much better. I love that miniature. I hate it. I also like all my elf teams to be kind of like a frou-frou gay. and gay. Yeah. yeah. If that's a term. It's not derogatory term? if it's true. Oh, okay. I mean... I like the flamboyancy, because yeah. that's how I remember second edition elves being. Yeah, absolutely. Snooty and... Wearing hot pink and mm-hmm. light blue, and like, we're going to pass all over you, sucker. <laughs> all right. And they spoke jive for some reason. <laughs> and they spoke jive. Well. Stewardess, I speak jive. They got they got rid of the uh, the Black Elf blocker in second edition and third edition. Okay. But I know they kept the Black Orc blocker, but they got rid of the Black Elf blocker. Okay. You don't care for that joke? Was that a joke? It was trying to be. Okay. It's trying to be funny. Um, okay, let's go on to your team. All right. No, I digress. Yep. All right, so my team, I chose Undead. And I just didn't, after last year's Chaos Cup, say, I'm going to play Lizards or like whatever Steve did. Yeah. I actually went to the rules pack was ready. And I was like, what team can I play that gets me two re-rolls and 12 men? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's exact. What team haven't I played yet at a tournament that's going to give me two re-rolls at least and 12 guys? Because I always get my butt handed to me at tournaments, so I want to have that extra player. Okay. So out of all the teams, and since you were taking lizard men and stuff, I decided to go with uh, Undead. I also thought, you know, we know... We know Chaos Cup is like one of the biggest tournaments, so I wanted to be semi-competitive, at least right. try. Now, uh, come Sunday, and I start the day one and three, <laughs> then uh, we just know I'm not a good player. But hey, so you could I end up three and three. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. I could also go like six and oh. Hopefully. Oh, my gosh, dude. If I won Chaos Cup, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> We'd have to end the podcast. It's done. Dude, I don't know if I'd ever play another tournament again. I'd just be like, I'm done. <laughs> this is it. That'd be the ultimate. Um. So my team's called the Gregor Shockers, and um, I always kind of like the, you know, around here we're close to Kansas, which is the Wichita St- State Shockers. Is it? Mm-hmm. They're okay. old baseball team. Well, you don't follow sports maybe as much as I, I don't follow I college baseball. No, I used to follow everything. So twenty years ago, but Wichita State Wheat Shockers, or just Shockers for short, uh, they used to be a really good baseball team. Okay. And I always thought that was kind of a goofy name, but then it kind of grew on me and I kind of liked it. Well, when I was thinking undead team, and actually really it's thinking necromantic team, mm-hmm. I was thinking of the bolts on the side of the heads of uh, the Frankenstein-looking dudes, the flesh golems, and getting shocked to Makes life sense. and stuff. Yeah. But I took it in a different way. I was um, After I decided to probably take undead, I was building miniatures with green stuff, trying to put arms on Spider Smith that... Awesome looking, but terrifying model that has so many <laughs> arms that uh, is offered through Impact Miniatures. Yeah. 
And I was putting together some of the other miniatures like Slim McCam and um, the the vampire guy from that Zlurpy sells. Or I think it's from Streetball. I don't know what his name is. Count Druncula, Count I Druncula. think it is. Okay, yeah. He's offered through Impact, but yeah. I think he was made for Streetball itself. Not sure. Um, so I was putting all these guys together and I was like, when am I ever going to use this guy? You know, I wish I could build a stadium or something so I could use, just put this guy in the stands. And I was like, he just looks kind of like, he looks just like a, a goofy vampire, not like a cool vampire mm-hmm. that you're scared of. Just like a, a vampire you go have a beer with. And so, and in Oklahoma, if you went up to somebody and said, Hey, name a goofy vampire that you'd go up and have a beer with. His name would be count Gregor. Mm-hmm. Which, when we grew up on around here, you know, we had our three main stations. And if you didn't have cable, you had Channel 25, 34, and 43, which were, I guess, what they'd be called independent stations. Non-network. Non-network stations. Yeah. So, you know, five years after something, you got the reruns on there, and you got to relive that show again. And, that's and where old all, movies. And our cartoons were mm-hmm. on there, you know, after we got home from school. And every Saturday night... Count Gregor would have like it changed throughout the throughout the years. Like it was Fright Night and the Chiller Hour and mm-hmm. all these things. So I did some research and I was like, this guy looks like a goofy vampire dude. And so Gregor's kind of cool, and that sounds kind of like a city or a place or even just a sponsorship of you know some excuse for yeah. the, the first name. So obviously, I changed the spelling to. It's just Grey Gore, G-R-E-Y, Gore, G-O-R-E. And then he actually had a theater called Shock Theater. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that... And this was... Count Grey Gore, like Scott's saying, is... I guess he's not really spelling it out, but... um, He used to show movies, and he would... He was the host. If you ever watched Joe Bob Briggs... Back in the Elvira day. or any anybody in your local market. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. I didn't spell it out. Yeah, thanks for... They would, uh, you know, show an old movie late at night and in at, before or after commercials, they'd come on and say something. Right, yeah. In between, yeah. he would say stuff and he would be in a spooky kind of like uh, background and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'd always dress up as a vampire. And really, if you went to conventions, he would always be there, local comic conventions. Yeah, we stuff. just went to one two years ago and he was there. Yeah, I mean, he's still around. Um, his first show, though, was called uh, uh, Shocker Theater mm-hmm. and, or Shock Theater or something like that. So I did some research on him, and I was like, okay, I guess my uh, necromantic team's not going to be the Shockers. It's going to be this team, and I'm going to call them Gregor Shockers. Yeah. So what I'm saying is this guy, so now this also gave me an excuse to use that miniature as a coach. Perfect mm-hmm. coach miniature Absolutely. for this. So... He is a, a Cabal Vision uh, guy. He's an actor who got hired to do a show on C- Cabal Vision, which in Blood Bowl Universe is the Crystal Ball network thing where you can, you know, broadcast through Crystal Ball. And I'm I'm saying he was he thought he was just a normal dude this whole time, and he hosted a crappy show, and then he realized through history and did some research on his family because he was just known as like a goofy charlatan type, you know, nobody respected him or anything else that he actually had ancestry that could raise the dead and stuff. And so it was in his blood. And then he went and did some more research and somehow figured out that he could unlock the keys to so control he, the undead himself. So not only did he dress up like a goofy vampire guy and act like this, <laughs> he actually really wasn't a vampire, but he was 
he did have the 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 family trait passed down to him that he could raise the dead. So he's like a goofy vampire TV host who is actually Frankenstein's nephew. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. I know that's really. You loose. combine the two. That's nice. Okay. So. So now he realizes, and he and God, of course now I want to remake Young Frankenstein with Cal Gregor. <laughs> so, and of course everybody in this version of the old world love Blood Bowl, right? So he's he's a Blood Bowl fan, and so what better things to do if you can raise the dead? Now he can like be the coach of this undead team, get more respect, travel the world, do his little show that's now super popular in Cabal yeah. Vision, and here we go. So, um, the guy's real name is like John Ferguson. That plays Count Gregor, so I changed from this guy's name to Count. He's not a real vampire? No, he's not a real vampire. What? I know you thought so. Oh, you just ruined my whole childhood. I know. Grandpa Vampire. Uh, so I changed his name to Count Johan Ferguson, and um, then I just took a bunch of names from, um, I went through a bunch of old, like old, like the top 100 uh, classic horror movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, all the older crap stuff old hammer films and stuff. And I found names throughout, uh, those movies and I kind of rearranged those. So, cool. so that's where my, that's how my team comes apart. And <laughs> then, uh, the colors are kind of supposed to be, it's supposed to be like the Seattle Seahawks kind of blues. Yeah. And I wanted the bright green, the shocking green and the green might not pop as much as I want it to on my paint job, but it's done. This still <laughs> looks good. So it blends well together. So, yeah. So that's my team, and then he has assistants, which is which is uh, actually a um, the little vampire girl for also sold by Impact that my daughter painted. I'm using that as like his assistant. Yeah. So she'll be with the team with when the Bloodweiser babe, the whatever yeah. scorekeeper, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that's holding the little cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course I have an undead cheerleader and stuff too. So. Yeah, you have to. So there you go. That's my team, and I'm sticking with it. Well, give us some names, positions. Skills. All right, so um, I'm taking uh, two mummies. Uh, Karis Hammer from the it's the mummy from the Hammer films, so that was easy to come up with. MC Hammer films. Yeah, MC Hammer films. Uh, I'm having one mummy with block. The other mummy has nothing but what he comes with. Uh, I have two whites. I have a uh, Basil Rathbone, which you actually recognize this name. Yeah, he was and, the original actor who played the Sherlock Holmes. Okay. But he spelled it different than mine, right? Yeah, it was R-A-T-H. Okay. So, see, I, I did the thing, and when I was playing Steve, he goes, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, oh, cool, somebody knows what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. I felt awesome. So one of the whites is uh, Basil Rathbone, and then uh, the one with claw. Yeah, have you seen that white that has, like, those little, like, brass knuckles that looks like mm-hmm. a claw? Yeah. I don't know why I named him Captain. Uh, there was a, a movie called, like, had a like a scary pirate or something in it called Captain Cutler <laughs> or something like ghost huh. pirate or something. I don't know, but I combine the name, uh, Captain Cujo Cutler. <laughs> uh, he's my other white. Um, so he's, uh, one of those guys is going to have frenzy. And then, uh, my ghouls, Ichabod Thorne, Jebediah Crane, Damien Morningside. Those are all three names that I just kind of shifted the names. I think it was Jebediah Thorne, Damien Crane, and Ichabod Morningside or something, but they're like characters from horror movies. Ichabod Crane. Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Never mind. I did that wrong. Ichabod Crane. There you go. Jebediah Morningstein and Damien Thorne. Yeah, Damien Thorne. I'm glad you figured out Ichabod Crane. Oh, my God. Uh, and then in my last school was Spider Baby. That was some villain from some other movie that I just thought was Come too on, funny. Spider Baby. Get down Come from on, there. Come on, Spider Baby. So 
those are my ghouls. I'm going wrestle on two of them. I'm okay. going block on two of them, and one of those with block is going to have sure hands. So I hope that kind of protects the ghouls. And then uh, from our league, Grim Vinny Funk, one of the skeletons that I hired through free agency, he's coming over. One of the Funk brothers. Yeah. And then uh, Coffin Joe, which is another skeleton <laughs> uh, based off some movie. There's some character named Coffin Joe. And then uh, I think Stinkweed I made up. He's my zombie. He's like the veteran zombie, Stinkweed. What is stinkweed? Is that pot? I've heard that term before, Probably. but I never know yeah. what it was. So, and then just I have a normal name. Uh, Guido Van Risen is the other zombie. Oh I, yeah, I that's a normal name. That's pretty normal. It's based off some actor or something. Okay, so it's not totally normal, but anyways. So that's my team. I got two re rolls, so I was happy with that. Uh, no fan factor cheerleaders or assistant coaches but i have my bench player i have my two re-rolls and i have the fluff behind it so no matter what happens i'm at least happy about that good until i play then i'm gonna be mad when i lose oh well, yeah of course but, yeah i actually have one coach and one cheerleader i think that's a great idea i had twenty thousand left so oh that's good you know i think that's smart of you so what are we taking next year to chaos cup i can tell you that right now really uh-huh what now, hold on. I said last year that I said I was going to take Nurgle to Chaos Cup, and I changed my mind because mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to play Nurgle. This is non-binding. Um, what are we feeling right now? I 2014 assume, Chaos Cup. I assume Johnny's going to continue on with the Who's Chaz's Daddy. Yeah. So it's going to be Zinch next year. Mm-hmm. I have a Chaos team based, supposedly, <laughs> on Zinch, mm-hmm. like the scheme and the beast are kind of blue color and everything else. Helps if they're already painted. They're already painted. Uh, they're they're ready to go. So I don't. I think I'm done painting a team every year for Chaos Cup at least yeah. next year. But I like the fact that Johnny's doing these theme. You know, Chaos Cup doesn't need a theme, but it's nice that it has it. Right. Yeah. You know, you have fluff based off of it. Next mm-hmm. year, I can bring Zinch in. I can play on a Zinch field, assuming yeah. that he gets a field made. Yeah. And I can have my team. And I've, I've always either wanted to play. Chaos Pack or Chaos at Chaos Cup, even mm-hmm. though we know they're not going to do well. So next, uh, anybody hey. cool with the well, dice, yes, yes, right dice rolls and stuff. But so I'm going to try Chaos uh, just Chaos next year. I, I haven't even looked at the builds. Yeah. So you're right. Don't hold me to it because if I can't get a bench player and at mm-hmm. least two re rolls, and you know if I can't have leader, then those are my crutches. So I'm going to give myself. More than a year this time to get this done. So it probably still won't happen. And I don't know if I will actually do it because... Ugh, going with orcs. What? I know. I don't like orcs. I've never played orcs. Never had a desire to play orcs. The only orc team I ever really liked was the one that we gave away for Oklahoma Bowl, sadly <laughs> enough. Right. Um do you have an orc team? I've got a crap ton of orc teams. Oh, okay. Plastic ones, metal ones. Um, you have one painted? No. Well, maybe. You're going to paint your own? But not well. I'm not only going to paint my own, I'm going to use this as an excuse to paint the band of orcs. I have an extra set of those. Okay. Um, I'm going to paint some uh, sideline orc boys noise boys that okay. i got from liam uh-huh. a while back that i told him i'd paint and i never actually got around to okay and i'm using this all as an excuse to force myself to paint it again 
I don't know if that will actually happen. So I need to stay on your butt now, and for every give podcast going give forward. Give me a month. But yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm going to give you through October, okay. and then every podcast after that, I'm going to ask what the status is. And okay. me and everybody on Twitter and on Facebook are going to give you a hard time. I don't doubt it. But that's what I need to do. I need to make. I need to paint them. I need to make a stage for Band of Orcs. I need to look at this guy. Do all kinds of stuff. Now, my team, like the Gregor Shockers and teams I've taken the Cast Cup in the past, have been like teams I've used in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I took Oklahoma Ginger Badgers. Mm-hmm. Those, those were in our league last year. The Shockers are going to be in our league this year, and then the Blackwater Bulls from the first time I we went to Cast Cup was also from a league. Yeah, from our league is. We know Crackle, at least this Crackle team is just going to be a tournament team mm-hmm. for you. What about your Orc team? Does that mean no you might play Orcs in our league? I seriously doubt it. Oh, okay. But you never know. Oh, okay. Do you have a team name or anything? Not not at all. Wow. Just a thought came to me. I should do it. Okay. That's good. You have plenty of time to work on this. I sure do. Speaking of time, let's go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll come back with our final segment. Hi there, Blood Bowl fans. This is Snob Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, shilling for the best Blood Bowl podcast with a goblin commentator. And those Steven Scott guys, too. All right, we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about Chaos Cup, and I don't mean the trip to Chicago. Really? I mean the actual Chaos Cup in the history of Blood Bowl. You mean like fluff? Like fluff. Wow. We are supposedly a fluff podcast. This is like three segments in a row on fluff. Isn't that weird? I, I don't know what we're doing. We'll probably lose listeners. Well, probably. They'll be like, I like the more funny talk about Alan's junk. Hey, off of that. Anyways. <laughs> So, Chaos Cup. Alan has a lot of junk. Now, his house is destroyed. That's true, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what you were talking about. All right. Chaos Cup. Yes. Let's talk about it. When did it come around? Has it always been there? It's always been there, at least in second edition. Okay. I can tell you that. Um, The reason why going to Chaos Cup, and I've said it countless times, and I'll say it again in case you're the first time you ever listen to this podcast, is it's in the fluff. That's why I get excited about it. I. Hopefully one day we'll have the money to go to NAF championships, mm-hmm. and then the or spike the blood bowl or the blood bowl or and the spike tournament because they're or even dungeon bowl. I'd love to go to all the big ones. And uh, I don't know what the one's called. That's what is the other one called? What's the other big one? Because I don't know. I'm sure it's fluff based, but I, it's not like it's not like the Orchidus team of the year. I thought or, it was just uh, Australian based. No, there's a huge tournament there, and I can't remember the name of it right now. I'm sorry, it's Austra- Australian Man, people. I've, we've sent stuff to them. Yes. It's, it's not, not the, the Strike or anything? Or is that uh, their league? Southern Strike? No, I don't. That's coming up the same month. It's the Crap, one that I can't they remember. just did a miniature, right? That, isn't that that's, the big that's Southern Strike. Okay, that's But Southern I don't Strike. think that's. Okay, well, regardless, Anyways. I don't know if it actually is pulled right out of the fluff. We need an Australian Blood Bowl podcast to tell us this stuff. Yeah, we sure do. So all you Australian players, uh, email us, tweet at us, and tell us. Get us right. Get us straight. But this is right out of the books. Right. And 
one of the four original majors. Yeah, so just the you know when we discovered all this and like, oh wow, I can actually be a part of like it feels like I'm a part of Jervis Johnson's history mm-hmm. in some little aspect of this. Yeah. Um, so back in second edition, you had your teams that made the playoffs if you played right out of the league or what you thought was the league, like us silly guys did. Mm-hmm. And um, the top eight teams that do not aren't off playing for the uh, NAF championship the or the Blood, Blood Bowl, Bowl. As it was called. Well, the league was called the NAF. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I believe. Yeah. And um, so the top eight teams after that, and they're supposed to be – Ideally, you're supposed to have at least, like, there's some little sayings and writings here and there that said you had to have at least one chaos player on your team, otherwise you okay. wouldn't go play it or anything else like that. But, you know, we did, like, we actually never played this out, but it was supposed to be the top eight teams through the chaos cup. Believe it or not, I don't know why we didn't play this out, <laughs> because we played everything else out. So maybe, maybe we should do some of those, like, you know how they do those retro comics where, like, John Byrne comes in and says, I'm going to do X-Men, The Hidden Years, and I'm going to do what happened between... This was 10 years ago, but I'm going to do what happened between X-Men yeah. 35 and 36. Okay. Or like um, Kurt Busiek did one with Spider-Man. Untold Tales? Untold Tales. Oh, okay, yeah. That was in between issues. Anyways, so we could do that. I could go back and play Old Chaos Cup with second edition rules. Sure. Moving right along. <laughs> um, it used to, it, it originated in, according to the, the lore of the fluff. It used to be called the White Skull Challenge. White Skull Cup, I thought. Or White Skull Cup Challenge or whatever. Okay. Um, and then it was called the Chaos Cup. It has a really distinctive Sponsored history. Sponsored by Orchidus? Mm, I don't think so. Was it? Oh, okay. Well, it said Steve's shake, shaking his head. So, all right. So I saw right. it in the book. You saw, you saw it in the book. In the, the red book, the companion book. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, okay, it was sponsored by Orchidus. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, like there's a, I think there's a tale or a did you know that like um, you get rewarded with the chaos gods. They give you like a mutation for the winning team. Well, that's legit. It's actually in the rules. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The legend part is like, um, you know, that elf player that has hypnotic gaze. Oh, Eldrill Sidewinder? Yes. I think he, that's where that kind of comes out of, that he, he got blessed by Chaos or something like that. The oh, Chaos okay. Cup or something like that. I could be wrong. I know I shouldn't be wrong since we're the Flood Podcast, but <laughs> I'm just trying to go by memory here as Steve clicks away on his computer. Uh, so, yeah, this is why it's such a great honor in a, in a weird way to go play this tournament that's called Chaos Cup to me. And the fact that, you know, Tom always sponsors it with uh, some Chaos All-Stars miniatures, so I know, I know that's the goofiest thing ever. You know, instead of traveling to Chicago, I should just go on eBay and buy the miniature. But Let's see. The only like. did you know on Lore of Nuffle about Chaos Cup. Uh-huh. Is this the one about the cup playing for a team? No. It's from the companion book. It uh-huh. says, to put a bit more pep into the Chaos Cup, from this season on, the losing team captain in each game must present himself to be eaten by the trophy. Blech. There's a, there was an also did you know and it might be sick I don't know where it's from I know you're shaking not your according head. to the lore of nothing I will find out somewhere where it says that the Chaos Cup actually played with a team and I think he played with the Chaos All Stars okay it might not be a did you know it might be in just like like the Chaos All Stars breakdown or something like that but there was a thing where the Chaos Cup played and 
that as kids, believe it or not, we accepted chainsaw loonies and grenades and chaos seesaws and everything else, but we didn't like the fact that a cup played with the team, that it had like its own spirit and stuff. And yeah, I know that sounds really goofy, but I get that. So we didn't accept that. Now I think it's kind of funny and cool. That's what Tom needs to do. Tom, are you listening? You need a unique but based Chaos Cup miniature that you can just call it Chaos Trophy and we can get for like a Chaos Cup next year. Get what I'm saying? Like do a recast or? No, not really a recast, but maybe a new like looking one? the one that, yeah. the I don't Junkie know. Studios could do that. Yeah. Ooh. He could. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll talk to him about it. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> that was, was coming. Glad we said that in tandem. Uh, anything else on Cast Cup? I mean, what excite? Does anything excite you about Cast Cup, or is it really just a big tournament to you? I think it's cool that it's in the the fluff, and okay. it was always, you know, reading up in the fluff, it was always the second to the Blood Bowl Championship itself as to prestige, and it has the coolest looking trophy. It, it really does, actually. Yeah, I mean, anytime I think of Blood Bowl, I think of the Chaos. And you always told me that, you know, the cup came alive and played and it was a nice idea that in my head that, you know, the trophy was alive and would eat people and give mutations and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's cool if you look in the rules, like Scott said, in the old rules, the winner of the Chaos Cup would get an additional role every game for the disadvantage table. Um, I think it was third edition when that okay. came around. It was like they had a, you know, we do in, inducements now. Right. They had some type of table. I can't remember the, golly, I can't remember the exact name. You want me to look at it real quick? I can pull out the books and like try to figure out. Might be why out. we have them. It might be why we have the books, but I still can't find it. Uh, this just talks about Very last money. paragraph. Is it? This role is addition to any other role. Oh, the handicap table. Handicap so table. before there inducements, there was a handicap table that had a big chart, and you compared team values and said, like, oh, I get three roles on the handicap table versus okay. Steve's team. And it could be. So no oh, matter Wizard what, if you won the Chaos Cup the next season, you always got one additional random handicap thing. Correct. So that's kind of neat. So, yeah. And then in the new rules, if you go by them, then the winner – the MVP gets a mutation roll. Mutation, right. That's cool. Um, and at Chaos Cup, our last round, we always get to pick two players on our team and give them a mutation. Have you even thought about that? I forgot about that. I know. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't that pretty neat? It'll depend on who I play, though. So that's why, that's why I put it out of my head. But it's going to actually probably be pretty helpful to you because it's going to have to be on your skinks. Mm-hmm. So you can do, like, big hand or extra arms or something like that. Something to help you pick up the ball. That's what I'm saying. That's long where your legs. teams are long. There you go. <laughs> so anyways, that's all I have on Chaos Cup. I just kind of wanted it? to let people know a little bit about it and stuff. You don't want to go over winners or? I could. I mean, they can look in their books. Well, they can check Lore of Nuffle. Lore of Nuffle lists it. I mean. They list it up until 2005. I mean, 2905 or whatever. On Lore of Nuffle? Yeah. Well, uh, there's another book where it has more up-to-date you know, Chaos Cup winners and stuff. But I think it's really cool that if you win the ding thing, you're in the history because they started. Exactly. That's what I was going to go for. I mean, this is a chance to get in the quote unquote official rules. Yeah. If you win it, 
It's a better reason to come up with a cool name for your Blood Bowl team that sounds like it's from <laughs> the old world Blood Bowl universe. This goes back to Scott hating men in tights. Yeah. Okay. I understand. I respect the the heck out of Mr. Bradford. Mm-hmm. And I understand his funny name, but yeah. no, it's no, that doesn't work for me. Not both down improved. I want to take a stamp this year and I want to go around. I want to take, take that stamp and stamp every roster that I like. And th- that way they could go home and go, Hey, Hey dad, I play the chaos cup and <laughs> I got both down approved and wear it like a badge of honor. That'd but most people cool. will go like, shut up. You're good. Who the hell man. are you? Yeah. What's, what's both down? Yeah. What's both down? What's this thing? What's a podcast? What's a, <laughs> exactly. We have we have friends that say that. <laughs> That's why we can't get mad at people if they don't listen. What's a podcast? Okay, well, you know what? You're not our target audience. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Enjoy your TV. Um, so that's the cool thing about Chaos Cup. You can actually get in the rules. Yeah. Um, Anything else? This could be our shortest segment ever. It could be, but it was supposed to be short. I just yeah. Know. I if mean, you have any questions about Chaos Cup, come to Chaos Cup and play. And yeah, then you can get them answered. And have cool team names. I don't want the team winning just be called to be called um, uh, Goblin Team. Hey, goblin it, it's Goblin Team. It's Goblin Team. Goblin Team 5. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Okay. Or We Are Green. We Are Green. All right, we're going to end it here and come back with shout-outs, right? Yeah, because we are red. We're gingers. You like that? No, okay. I don't. But okay, we're done. All right. I'm Slop Costas, beat writer for the Long Island Blood Bowl League, here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, how much fashion sense should a troll slayer actually have? When a fan attends a game, the first thing they see is the blood stains on the astrogranite. Next, they probably notice the cheerleaders hopping up and down, unless it's for the Cairo wraps. No one wants to see their mummy in that position. After that, they notice the customized, colorful uniforms on their favorite players. But... Did you know? Did you know that Blood Bowl teams didn't always wear uniforms? Records found recently of an early-era game between the Middenheim Maulers and the Sylvanian Death Watchers show that the teams didn't wear any distinctive clothing to tell the players apart. Of course, it was fairly easy to distinguish between men walking and dead men walking, but other than a small amount of armor plating, there was nothing resembling current uniforms. Then came Tomei Hildegger, the dwarven clothing designer. He first approached coach Boar Kettlewatcher of the Undermountain Diggers, a semi-pro team in the World Edge Mountains. Hildegger proposed that the Diggers should wear a distinctive shirt, providing a difference between their players and the others in the All-Dwarf League. Hildegger gave them yellow shirts with shovels depicted on them. Hildigger then brought it to the NAF, and the first team to wear uniforms were the Chaos All-Stars. But they decided to mess with their opponents and all wore differently colored uniforms with the same number on each, 13 and a half. Uniforms have developed over the last few decades to have chainmail sewn into the insides. Boomtown Rats blocker Smell You Later even had packets of horse manure sewn into his jersey so that when he took a hit, his opponent got a little more than they bargained for. So now you know what I know. This is Slap Costas. All right, we're back for some shout-outs to close this wonderful, beautiful, brilliant episode of Both Down. Fluffy. Fluffy. Very fluffy. That's how I like my women. 
little fluff on them. <laughs> Why is uh, that funny? I like my women like I like my wine. Old? Locked in the basement. Oh, locked in the basement. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we almost made it through the whole episode without you doing some creepy thing. No, can't do that. So who do we have to shout out this month? I would like to give some, a couple of shout outs. First, I'd like to give out some shout outs to the Three Dead Block guys for accepting our podcast versus podcast challenge at Chaos Cup. Which we're going to lose. It's very possible. <laughs> you know, I like how they talk smack and, well, really, it's Chance. I like how Chance will talk smack, like on Facebook or something. Oh, is he talking smack? A little bit. But the thing is, he doesn't realize he has Drew and I have you. Oh, thanks. So, or you have me, either way. Okay. So Drew's a better player than either one of us. Okay. And Chance, even if he's going for nothing, you know, he's going for casualties, he might lose, but he's still good. Here's the honest deal, without making any excuses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew Chance was going to take that team, but, you know, I thought we'd still throw out this challenge. And then our, our, our third wheel, our new third wheel, Michael Lewis, <laughs> just out of blue, goes, I think I'll take goblins. And yeah. I wanted to go like, no. dude, you can't do that. you got to take dwarves or something so we can beat these guys. Because we're not counting the scavenger hunt this Watch year. him go 4-0. And so, but he said he wanted to take uh, goblins, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Because yeah. it's, it's for fun. It's for bragging rights. And if we lose, we're going to have excuses. And if we win, it's because we're really skilled. Excusioner. <laughs> Excusioner. See, you didn't say it right. Executioner. Ex- yeah, executioner. Okay. But anyways, I'd like to uh, thank them for accepting the challenge. We'll have a good, fun time, and uh, we're going to bash their face in. Yep. Um, Speaking of podcasts again, sure. Orc- Orca-Cola Blood Bowl Podcast. I think it's Orca-Cola. Type in Blood Bowl Podcast on iTunes, and it'll show up. That's actually how I discovered it. I didn't really. Yeah, I which I, means we need more ratings on iTunes if we didn't show up first. No, we we showed up. They okay. showed up too. Is what oh, I'm okay, saying. I got you. The the usual suspects showed up. Yeah, but that's how I discovered them because every now and then I just want to make sure that we're like still in the search engine and stuff. On it's a good idea. I'm kind of goofy. I like will like Google my kids' names every now and then to see if there's anything out there, and then I get mad when I find out it's like linked to some picture my wife put up on Facebook, and I get mad. Oh well, yeah. So that'll happen. Uh, it's a strange world we live in. Ever Googled your name? Yours is probably as It's Steve calm. Campbell. Oh, okay. You never tried Kilowoggy? Ah, uh, that, no. <laughs> How to escape from a basement. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh, we also want to oh, give the, a shout the out new to... podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Xander and Uriel. Yeah. Give it a shot. Go rate them. Yeah. Rate us, too. Yeah, definitely. Give uh, us higher ratings, because we... Because we're the number one Blood Bowl podcast. Yep. Uh, Rob Knipe wrote an email telling us that he had some painting tips since you were asking. Yeah, actually, I would like to thank him and a tremendous amount of people on Twitter because mm-hmm. I don't know if I was griping about painting or talking about my crappy brushes, but everybody's, you know, all I need is money now. I know the <laughs> right brushes to get that are going to make me not a better painter, but I'm not going to have a crappy brush. Right. So uh, send me some money, and I'll go buy these awesome brushes. But thanks, Blood Bowl community. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd like to, um, believe it or not, some guys reached out to us for, or or even me, 
for some Blood Bowl advice. And I'm talking about like team tournaments and like what how do you, what like you build? building a team, building a team at the tournament. And I was like, I didn't do very good with Slan, but <laughs> I can give you my team roster. And he was really appreciative. That was uh, Ricky Kane. So uh, I hope it helps. I speaking of Kane, I actually, if anybody was curious from last episode, uh-huh. uh huh, the wrestler Kane was born in the same hospital as I was. That's awesome. Yeah. Just years apart. Torjon de Ordaz in right. Spain. Okay, great. Just saying. You're stealing my thunder here. Okay. Actually, I was going to give credit to Paul to Paul White. Yeah. Or Paul. I mess his name up every time. <laughs> Paul Wright. I want to call him the big show so bad. I know. Paul Wright actually gave me the advice for the Slam team that he's also taking to Chaos Cup. So I actually just forwarded all those emails to Ricky <laughs> Kane. So he would at least get the gist of how Slam is supposed to work. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to... Shout out uh, Pierre Pellierta, who's on Twitter. His online handles like Dark Elf and a number. Whatever. I don't even remember. Okay. I think it's Dark Elf 45. I, I, sure, that's wrong. Might be 54 or 454. Nobody cares. 2,500. I don't know. Uh, he actually, he, he's tweeting about his home league. He's like, we got a home league. And he actually had a picture of his league all sitting around. I think I might even mention that last podcast, but we started talking and we talked more and more and more about, you know, like, why don't you, if there's only six of you guys, why don't you take two teams apiece? And he's like, well, how does that work? And so I explained vast details on how our league works, running it with a short amount or a small amount of people, but you want to run more teams. And so uh, through a lot of conversations, through emails and stuff, I sent him over, like, a lot of our league files and schedules and stuff like that. So I don't know if his league will expand, but at least they now have an option for that. So cool. if you're out there, too, and you want a – you have a small league and you want to maybe expand it because in your in your head, you know, you can have Major League Baseball with six teams. You want it to at least have 12 or something, you know. Give us a shout out. We don't mind sharing our information. It's not like we've discovered this stuff. We just right. we have a podcast that we can talk about it on. So, um, I don't mind sharing any of our no. league info or anything like Certainly that. Certainly not, especially if we're for somebody. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope it works out. Um, I want to give a shout out to Adam Marafiotti. Okay. Who I believe that's how you say his name. Hopefully, uh, from Australia, he actually helps Ooh. with the Southern Shrike Bowl which we were talking about. Right. And we mentioned the new Chaos, or the new Minotaur from Impact that we liked last I think it's called the Chaos Minotaur. Yeah. And he said that he actually helped get that created, and it was Pedro Ramos that sculpted it, but it was the MVP from the last Southern Shrike that they, I guess every year, they get their MVP sculpted and turned into a miniature. I think that's an awesome idea. It is. And then the play, any team can take those. Yeah. Right? So, like, this year, so it's going on, oh, I want to say is the same this week. weekend? Or is it the same weekend as Chaos Cup? I think it's the same weekend as Chaos Cup. Yeah, the 7th and 8th. Okay. Um, so, any team that it plays can take that Chaos-packed Minotaur. Are you looking at that stuff now? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read that off. I think it's really Vladimir cool. the Bull. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, read off what he is. Five move, five strength, two agility, eight armor. With loner... Frenzy, Horns, Mighty Blow, Thick Skull, Wild Animal, Juggernaut, Break Tackle, and Claw for 270 It's pretty awesome. It is. 
He that, still has wild animal, so that at least makes him a little bit touchy. The fact that every year this MVP can change and they get a, a miniature made, mm-hmm. doesn't that, if we're in that area, doesn't that make you want to try to utilize that guy every year? Uh, me, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I would every single time. It just seems like you would have to, mm-hmm. even though it might not be cost effective and stuff. Yeah, we, man, I wish I had the money to get something sculpted for us. but Maybe one day. Maybe. You never know. Maybe we'll have like a genuine genuine donor that will just oh one day we're gonna wake up and paypal account well, like if $1, somebody $1, if somebody would like to buy a comic book collection okay and memorabilia i'm glad you're talking about this would easily allow you to open up your own comic book store twenty thousand dollars just let me know yeah steve has like forty thousand dollars with comics yeah i have more than that but probably well i had a comic book store come out and they were not able to come up with the money which sucked What's funny is, is they didn't re-offer you money because he knew it was a good no. deal. No, he he was more than happy to pay the amount. He just right. they just opened up and they couldn't come up with the funds. And I don't really Steve's want Steve's dumping everything except Blood Bowl. So you guys got to keep listening to this podcast because this is it. This is yeah. his life now. I would love just to dump it all and get one big paycheck, but I totally I don't think that's going to happen. I got rid of like almost all my hero clicks. I'm going to be doing that soon. Give to, the to our buddy guy. Jake who lost his he house. He lost his house, and he was a big HeroClick fan. So I kept, like, I think I have enough to fill, like, one plastic little uh, tackle yeah. box now. Because I kept, like, Agents of Atlas and the Gardens Galaxy. Hmm. Just in case my, Plus, my daughter ever play. With me having to move soon, I figured it just makes sense to get rid of stuff rather than having to move it. Yeah, it really does. And after the tornado, when I thought I lost everything to begin with, I don't have as much a connection to everything now. Realistically, it's just like, oh, well, I, I didn't think I'd have it anyways. <laughs> well, time to get rid of it then. Yeah. Um, Way well, to end on a downer. If somebody out there, and I don't want to sound like maybe some other podcasts that get on here and beg for things, like like black or turquoise block dice or whatever odd colors. Turquoise would be kind of cool. Whatever. What, what does he always want? I'll pay money for it. Purple. Him. Purple. Yeah. You silly chance. You don't need purple block dice. No, I'm joking. Um, this is actually is a great outlet for people in Blood Bowl to find things for you. If anybody out there has second edition elf blitzers, I need two of them. Um, you can Google it or whatever, or Twitter me or um, you know through Facebook or yeah. through email. If you have questions on what exactly am I looking for, it's the second edition Blitzers. They have the big high hair, the cool pose. I need two of those, and I'm willing to maybe trade something. It's probably going to have to be trade because I probably don't have any cash. But, you know, if it's not an astronomical amount, I can maybe work some a cash deal out too. Uh, so if you have those out there, preferably unpainted because I hate stripping miniatures. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's so awful. Um, it's like mowing the lawn or doing laundry. It's just awful. Um, if you have two of those, please let me know. Cause I'd really like them cause I need them. I would like them to be the blitzers on my pro elf team. Right. So anyways, there's my begging. Oh yeah. The, and the shout out to Siggy Lama because he's just, just because he's cool and he sent an email and that's it. Dude, that guy loves us. He just loves blood bowl. No, he loves the best oh. blood bowl podcast. Did we give a shout-out to... No, just do it. 
Shout out to Keith Vandenberg, who, uh, if you listen to our previous episodes, he's the one who wrote the cool little stories for us. Um, he's still working on one, but he actually went out and bought a game and some teams, and he's going to look for people to play with up in Canada. So that's really cool. He listened to us without ever playing the game, liked it, and now he's bought the game. Wow, we led one to Blood Bowl. At least one. This is like getting people to know Jesus. We led one to Griff. I was thinking drugs, but okay. Okay. Jesus, well, drugs, same basic effect. Well, however you want to look at it. Yeah. We've led one to Griff. Do you accept Griff as your savior? Wouldn't it be Nuffle? It could be Nuffle, but wouldn't Griff be the... So Griff is Jesus to Nuffle's God? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I've ever used Griff. I, I never have either. <laughs> but he's like, he's always been around. He's there for us if we need him. He's always supposed to be good. Yeah. And I've never taken him. Yeah. Is anybody else taking Griff out there? Anybody? I don't hear anything. Okay, so I guess it's a no. <laughs> it could also be that we're on the podcast, and we should probably just wrap this up. All right. Um, anything else? No, that's it. I had one more thing to say, but now I can't even remember it. This is our last podcast until Chaos Cup, so if you're at Chaos Cup, come say hi. Or not. You know. That's right. We'll see you Thursday night. We respect your boundaries. Uh, we might not see you too much Friday, because we got some... We got to go to the Ethiopian store. We got to go to the Cubs game. We got to... We're, and then we'll be back Friday we're night. We're partying all day. A Chicago. lot of people will be at Medieval Times, which we're not going to. But a lot of guys will probably be playing board games. So we'll go yeah. down there and probably say hi. Saturday, we got Blood Bowl. Sunday, we got Blood Bowl. Uh, Saturday night, <laughs> you know, Jonas and those guys might be playing some Boner Storm. So uh, catch up with them. And um, anything else? That's it. All right. We'll see you guys at Chaos Cup and after. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Don't mess with the shockers. Don't mess with the shockers. No. No. Because Woo and the boys are riding down from Hillside High. You bet against the shocks and mister, they will make you cry. They come from the mean streets of Wichita. And busting brackets is just how them boys ball. That's why you never mess with the shocks. Don't mess with the shocks. Don't mess with the shock eyes. Don't mess with the shock eyes. No, no. Engineering aviation, but it's at the cold state gets its greatest ovation from the dirty little town that brought y'all pizza. Hut. Shockers are coming, the shockers are coming, the shockers are coming.
casa 